Welcome to Explaining the Why, where we find the why behind our careers, our passions, and our lives. I'm your host for today, Lakeisha Thomas. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Explaining the Why. It is a cold, snowy day here in Philadelphia, and it is Super Bowl Sunday. So happy Super Bowl to everybody who is getting ready for the game. I will tell you, I am excited about the Super Bowl. I am actually rooting for the Bengals, but I am more excited about the halftime show. So that is going to take me back to a time When I was young, just entering into my adulthood, probably the 90s were the best time of my life. I think I have to admit that. So I'm looking forward to halftime. That's why I'm hoping that I can record this podcast, get this out of the way and up and posted so I can have my undivided attention to the halftime show. So, but hopefully for all of you that are into football and excited about the game. I hope that your team wins or at least where what wherever you are, whether you're at a party or at the actual game, enjoy. Enjoy this day, enjoy the game and go Bengals. So, but here's explaining why again, I'm your host Lakeisha Thomas and I thank you for coming back to listen to my podcast explaining the why. I am starting on this journey, and let me tell you, this week has been some learning pain, so to speak, on how to edit audio and how to get my content to be longer than 10 minutes. I am still working on that, but I did realize this week that I have grace. I have grace to get this right, perfect it a little bit more. This is the time where not a lot of people know that I'm out here for me to get more Uh, well acquainted with the podcast, audio recording, editing stuff. But in today's episode, I do want to explore a topic that's been on my mind for some time, which is passion back in your career. That was the whole purpose of me starting this podcast was for me to find an opportunity to really bring back passion into my career choice, which is human resources. The last, I would say, two or three years have been professionally for me a little tough, not necessarily getting involved in a lot of projects and works in my day-to-day job that's bringing me a lot of excitement. If anything, the work that I'm doing is slowly uh, drowning or dragging the passion out in my career choice. I love human resources. And ironically, I was speaking to my therapist yesterday and she asked me how I felt about my career and whether or not I determined if I have passion for it. And I told her I do, but it's more around where can I find those opportunities to really excite and and ignite the passion. So this podcast, starting this podcast was one way to do it. But I think it's important for me to also share with my audience on a little bit of my story. How did I get to the point that I felt like I lost the love in my career? But I also have some insights and some tips for all of you who may be in the same situation where we you know, need to find those opportunities to really drive the passion back in our career. So I'm gonna go ahead and get started into telling you a little bit about the story. 
So one of the things I had to realize maybe in my career right now is that I am bored. And you may be in the same situation where you're trying to figure out how did I lose that passion? And maybe it's that you are bored. Uh, Maybe we found new interests or our attention has been directed in another direction. Maybe our perspectives and our experiences have changed the way we view certain situations. But there are many reasons why we lose passion in our careers. And like I said, I had to admit that I lost some of mine. But what I don't want to do is lose hope in the career, a career that I chose that I love. And as I go through the story behind how I got into my career, you'll understand why I do love it and have such hope for what my career would look like going forward. So this past week, I was actually off from work. I needed some well-needed PTO time. And during this time, I did some self-reflection. I also did some research to try to figure out how can I reset myself? How can I bring back the passion in my career? So like I said, I'm going to share you my, share my career story so you'll hear how I got to this point. And then also just provide some tips that we all can use to help reignite the passion in our careers. So, but before we go through that whole process, it's important to identify some of the signs that the love is going in our careers. And maybe you have experienced some of these signs. I know I have, and you may be able to say, yep, I hit all of these signs, but maybe there are only a few of them a few of them that you can identify with. One of the many signs that it may appear that you're losing passion is not being interested in the work or the tasks that you're doing on a day-to-day basis. You can get easily annoyed, uninterested in the mundane day-to-day transactional tasks required for you to complete your job. I know for me personally, if you tell me that I need to enter in a transaction into an HRIS system or do an investigation, I feel like my whole day just went straight to hell. Not lying. I'll admit that's a weakness of mine though. If there is a task that I am not interested in or it just drains all of my energy, it falls to the bottom of my priority list. And so then of course, it's there always lurking at the bottom once I do get there to say, yep, you gotta do this task. Ironically, when I used to interview for jobs, that will be a question. What is your greatest weakness? I hate that question, by the way. And that would actually be my answer about a task that I just don't want to do. And it just falls to the bottom. But one day we're, I'm going to do a podcast on what questions to ask in an interview. And I highly suggest not to answer that question because you get wildly different responses. Another sign that you may be losing the passion in your career is you just neglect the work altogether. So instead of completing the task, you just close your eyes or ignore it, hoping that it just magically disappears. Um, But let me tell you something, it's still there. And unfortunately, it comes back usually in the most inopportune time to remind you that that task is still there. You may also be missing important meetings, or if you are in a meeting, let's say you're not even adding your input or your perspective. Maybe you're just sitting there looking like you're bored out of your entire mind. 
Maybe you're just missing all your deadlines and just completely making it known that you're not interested in being there. And let me tell you, I know that feeling. All of these signs, I'm sure if I get that feedback from my peers and from my boss, they'll say, yep, you you definitely shown all of those signs or at least some of them. And naturally what happens is what we all know what happens. If you are showing these signs, these lead to performance issues. And when your performance declines, your stress level increases because you begin to start thinking, what if I can't turn this around? What if I can't reignite that passion again? And once that happens, you you can lose hope. So really where we are now is trying to figure out how can we turn this around, get some excitement back in our, in our careers and get back on the right track. So let's start into the journey on how I lost my passion or how I lost the love in my career. So to understand that journey, I have to go back and start from the beginning and begin to connect the dots on where I am currently and how did I get to that point. So back in 1997 is when I started my career. I, my first real job was at a construction company in Sugar Land, Texas, and I was the HR receptionist. As the HR receptionist, I was the one that was responsible for greeting all your all the applicants. This was back in the day when you had paper applications. There was no going and applying online. So my responsibility, again, was to greet all the applicants, show them and direct them on where to find open positions and just assist in that entire process and just, again, be a receptionist. When I took that job at 19 years old, I had no idea what human resources was, did not even know that was a whole career. But after six months of being into the role, I would see this woman walk through the, the like the HR human resources area. She was a very friendly woman and she would always stop by, say hi, ask me if I needed any help or whatever. Uh, one day I asked her, what does she do? And she began to tell me her story. She was an HR manager for one of the global projects on one of the other floors of the building. And she told me what she did as an HR manager. I was intrigued. And my response to her was, I want to do what you do one day. That will become a very faithful statement for me. But she was so gracious. She actually began to give me a little pe- a peek into her world on a day-to-day basis. She allowed me to help her with some of her smaller tasks And she actually became a very early advocate for me in my career, along with another HR leader who encouraged me to really seek out the projects and the work. And again, was able to give me some really early guidance on being a professional and all that, all of those things. I mentioned there was another HR leader who was also a great advocate for me. I remember one time she was the one that gave me the advice about professional presence and how to show up in meetings and things of that nature. And there was actually one time I remember I was in a meeting and I was slouching in my chair and she was so great. She gave me immediate feedback on how that looked and I'm so grateful for that. And it goes back a little bit into how I know that I've reached a certain point in my career because I kind of, I 
those habits are coming back, but a whole nother story. She also helped me realize that HR was a career that I wanted to go into and that I will be successful in. So I enjoyed learning from others. I loved interaction with people. And, you know, typically when you hear someone who says they work in HR, they describe themselves as a people person. I would say I'm not just a people person, but I enjoyed actually listening to people, understanding who they were, Uh, understanding their background, all that fun stuff is what really drove me to really enjoy HR. And at the time, I thought HR was a great career choice. I mean, look, I had two awesome female advocates early in my career, and I'm thinking, if you can have this in human resources, then definitely that's where I want to go. That's where I want to start my career. And Luckily, they were able to take me under their wings and show me the ropes. And there you go. That's when I decided that that's what I want to do when I grow up. I want to be in human resources. So that's when I began to start cultivating my career, growing and feeding into the career that I chose. I pursued my bachelor's degree. uh, And eventually I did get my master's degree, but that's a little bit down the line. I also understand that when I was getting that bachelor's degree, I was working full time. So it was a great learning experience and rewarding for me because the things that I was learning in class, I was able to apply it in my day-to-day job. And that was really great for me because it, it opened my eyes to just a lot of things, right? And I think made me more well-rounded employee or at that time. So I completed my degree. I actually moved on from that construction company in the process of completing my degree. The company that I was working for at the time, no lie. I finished my degree and they told me flat out, we don't have any opportunities for you, even though you've completed your degree. They, you know, since you have, even though you have this new learning, these new skills, and you have a desire to grow with the company, basically we don't have anything for you. Didn't even bother to try, but that's fine. That's why I moved on. And so I moved on to a pharmaceutical staffing company where I was blessed again to come across a very great advocate for me. I supported her team through the onboarding process. So I was doing new hire orientation and sending out new hire packets, all that kind of great stuff. So I supported her group and the company had actually entered into a new partnership deal with a large pharmaceutical company based out of the Philadelphia area. And she was the one that supported me and said, Lakeisha, raise your hand. And that was back in the day when I was, I would raise my hand for a lot of projects, but she encouraged me to do it. She put me in the right spaces to be able to raise my hand and say, I would like to be the HR generalist or the HR manager for this particular project because they were going to have our employees on site at this pharmaceutical company. So to manage the employees and handle all the HR employee relations stuff, they needed somebody from the staffing company to be on site. So she encouraged me to make one of the biggest career moves in my 20 years of working so far, which was to move from Texas, my home state, to Pennsylvania. And there I was moving to a brand new state, never lived in Philadelphia before. I was 29 years old, single, 
in too much debt at a 30 year old woman should have. But there I was making a very big career move, which was a great career move. That's where once I started working on site, I was working alongside some great leaders. One of them is considered one of my best friends today. Uh, developed during that time, my first project actually was a business partner, saw you know a need in the business from a talent perspective and cultivated this whole idea. Was in my first meeting with big time executives trying to uh, you know present my new project. I had a great time during my career. Personally, not the greatest time ever, but professionally, I was on the up and up. And by 2011 though, the pharmaceutical company client that we were working in, they were acquired by another uh, company. And so as a result, our contract ended. So there I was out of work and my mom was like, you're not going to be unemployed in Pennsylvania. So back to Texas, I was. I was living with my parents. I was beginning to get really worried that I would not be able to find another job because it was a year and a half without me being at work. But at the end of 2012, I was able to secure my next position. And it was at a food service distribution company there in Houston, where I would say that this was so far the best work experience I have ever had. No lie. From the start, I was able to shadow and support a reorganization project. I traveled to their operating companies, got to interact and engage with some great people and some great leaders. I mean, you talk about an onboarding process. This was absolutely the best onboarding I think I've ever had. While I was out there at the operating companies, I hosted focus groups. I did talent assessments. I sat along HR leaders and business leaders to gain their support in the reorganization. When I was back home in the home office, I worked alongside a diverse group of leaders, which, you know, these are people of color, which was a rarity at that time. I was able to raise my hand for projects, which was, I would say, one of the projects I did take introduced me to learning and development and training and talent management. And it changed my whole life, basically. The project was to facilitate the training of the revamped performance management process. So that was the first time that I was delivering or facilitating trainings. And I found that I was completely comfortable speaking in front of a room full of people and I even narrated an e-learning version of their training, of that training, which makes me wonder if my voice is still in the annals of their training catalog. I loved this time in my career. I had great mentors, I had great advocates, and I these people I still know to this day and can connect with to this day. And but even with that, you know, again, I'm I was younger. Even though I was in a really great place professionally and even personally, I was in a good place, I still wanted to do more. So there you go. I'm on the move again. 
And uh, which actually to move away from that company, I would have to say is one of my career mistakes. And I left probably a little bit too soon because I'm pretty confident if I had stayed there, I would have been able to continue my career there, probably transition to do the work that I really enjoy doing. But whatever, I did leave. I have had some rewarding experiences. Don't get me wrong. You know, I've gone into some great roles. I was introduced to field HR, which I'll get into in a few seconds. So it's not all doom and gloom, but you know, I'm, this is probably begins the shift of me wondering whether or not HR is for me. After I did leave this company, I did get my master's degree uh, from St. Joseph's University in organizational development and leadership. And I was hoping that that would help me transition to that part of HR that I, I really loved, which was leadership development. I also accepted those roles in field HR, which I did get that advice from a great uh, mentor. And it did do a It it was a great experience for me because I was able to understand the tactical parts of HR, meaning how do you pay someone? How do you, you know, give them benefits, you know, all that kind of stuff. So it was good to see that side of it, but ultimately I knew it was not going to be a good fit for me because you do get into the weeds and some people really enjoy that. I was one of those people that I didn't. And I wanted to be more in a role where you thought big and you were strategic and you were sitting alongside the business leaders and, and leading um, efforts to support the organizational growth. And as I continued my career up into this point, I was finding that I was doing very little of that strategic work. Since leaving that food distributor, I find... Um, I don't have the same advocacy and mentorships that I had, and I miss that. And with personal and health issues, I found myself not building the same relationships as I did before. So here I am wondering, do I even like being in in HR? Okay, that was a lot. And I know you hear the violin playing in the background, but it's not all doom and gloom. I do see some hope in me turning this around and bringing back that passion in my career. But I want to acknowledge that, yeah, that is my reality. And this very situation is that I'm not excited necessarily about where I am in my career. And you can even call it a career rut. So, but how do I get myself out of this abyss of a career rut? How do we all need to reignite the passion or in our career, I came across some guidance and some tips that I would like to share that hopefully we can all use to reignite the passion in our careers. So in an article I read from Fast Company website written by Brianka Finkelstein, she described passion as what gives us a view into our hidden potential and reveal to us what we are capable of. It ignites our will to take risks, live outside our boundaries and infuse some creativity, some brilliance and imagine imagination in our careers. I agree with her when she states that even though passion is exciting, we rarely master the art of it. It is tough to master having that kind of passion. 
we are either someone that believes that feeling passionate in our careers is a pipe dream. Some believe that you can chase it, but never claim it. Or you could be that one that has more passion than you know what to do with. So what can you do? So the first step is taking responsibility. I've learned recently that I have to drive my own passion. I'm not going to get passion for my career from working a specific job. It is not the responsibility of the company or your manager or other leaders around you to ignite the passion in your career. I would say for me, starting this podcast was my way of taking responsibility to frame what is my passion. In my self-reflection, I would say that the last time I could say I had passion in my career is when I was working at the food distribution company. That was the last time I felt like I was thriving. And no lie, I have spent the last six years trying to get back to that company, trying to get back to that dream to rekindle the same feeling I had when I was working there. Let me tell you, the the rejections were getting a little tough and I've gotten all rejections you can think. I've gotten interviews, but I definitely have gotten some rejections. And although they were brutal, I finally had to resolve that I was most likely not going to go back to that organization. Dr. Gary Barnt, who is a leadership consultant and author, put it best by saying that we shouldn't rely on what motivated us back early in our career to motivate us now. And I am not the same person that I was six years ago. And look what happened since I've le- I've left. I've worked in field HR. I've gained a master's degree. I've moved on to more progressive roles. My core values have even evolved. So how can I go back to that organization to try to get that same feeling when I have to acknowledge I have changed as a person? So I needed to begin, and you all will we'll have to go through the same process too, to redefine what is your passion as of today. Secondly, you have to get really uncomfortable. Now I would say I have put myself in some uncomfortable situations, hence the two relocations back to Philadelphia. Uh, But one, I would say that's really standing out for me, which is, which made me uncomfortable was to transition from a corporate HR role to a field HR role. After being here though, being in the field HR position, I think I've become a little bit too comfortable with being in a space that I'm not crazy about. So it's almost like I'm comfortable being unhappy (laughs) in field HR. And to tell you how comfortable I am as I go back into the job market, even though I tell the you know, my family and my friends, I'm ready to move on to another job. My mom would tell me, well, don't go out there and apply for the same job. But then I go back and apply for the very exact same job that I'm not happy in only to get there and then find out I'm underwhelmed or disappointed. So, you know what? It's time for me to get uncomfortable and it's time for you to do the same. Perhaps you need to volunteer for that project that's completely outside of your department or your day-to-day job. Maybe look for work or something to do outside of work that can excite your passion. 
I did that by starting this podcast. I am completely outside of my comfort zone. I am learning a brand new skill with podcasting and microphones and editing and recording. So this is definitely stretching my creativity space. But what is making me really excited about this is that the topic that I bring to the podcast is something that's near and dear to my heart. So I get to learn something new, but also speak on topics that I'm confident in speaking on. Next, think larger than yourself. So discover ways to reach others or tackling a topic or a cause that's bigger than you. Gary, Dr. Gary Brandt uh, gives an example of this, where he is describing a CEO he met on a flight who began to realize that alcohol begun to, had begun to consume his life. After seeking treatment, the CEO realized that his life and his lifestyle had to change. So he quit his job. He started his own business. He also began to dedicate his life to others to overcome their addictions. And now he serves as a volunteer at a drug and alcohol program. So again, shifted his focus and began to focus on something that was larger than himself. Lastly, tell the world. Now this one, not going to lie. This is hard for me. I am a shy person by nature, so I don't necessarily go out into the universe and broadcast my intentions, my thoughts, whatever. And if anything, it is the, the most difficult and first step to bring it back. The passion in your career is to tell someone or to network or tell your network about your desire to reignite the passion in your career. I was speaking with someone who is aware of this podcast and I had to admit to her that the most difficult thought I had about this whole podcast process was to tell my professional network on LinkedIn that I had it. Even telling my family and friends was mentally for me a heavy task because I worry about what did they think and if they think it's a crazy idea or not. But as Dr. Bart says, without planting the seed of change by sharing our intentions, we miss the chance of opening up to new opportunities and connections. The first step in making a change is acknowledging your desire and willingness to make a change, even if you aren't sure of where the change is going to end. So tell someone. So as I close this podcast for today, Like I said, I did a lot of self-reflection this week. It was really great for me to be on PTO where I can reflect on my career and my passion, see where I started, celebrate what I have accomplished. I think that's the other piece that I would add there is I have accomplished a lot in my careers. I've had some successes, but I also need to acknowledge the failures that I've had. And all of this just really helped me get into a space to say, I'm not ready to give up on this. I'm not ready to give up on a career that I've invested over 20 years into. And so even though I'm in a place where I feel though I am struggling from a career perspective, I'm ready to take on the challenge of reigniting my passion, no matter where it's going to take me. But we have to take responsibility and we have to remove ourselves out of our comfort zones. We have to get uncomfortable and not let our careers flounder. And the best way we do it is just to get back to it and get back to loving what we do. So until we meet again next time, go out 
rediscover your passion and have a ton of fun doing it. This is your host, Lakeisha Thomas. I'll talk to you next time.